Before, I don't know who is Jesus, who is the real God. I have been questioning all the time. Who is this Jesus? Is he a living God? You know, but I'm still receptive uh, to open my house as a cell uh, to the, the children's cell. Uh, back in uh, year 2005, the business was growing well, but problem is we need a lot of funding, fund to expand the business. I was a pharmacist, as uh, Pastor Vincent had, uh, 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 introduced earlier. I'm running a factory, manufacturing of devices, medical devices. You know, the dialysis, all these tubing needles, uh, artificial kidneys, and open heart surgeries, all these uh, 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 heart-lung machines, the tubings for open heart surgeries. And I was exporting to 20 other countries around this region. Mm -hmm. Year 2005, yeah, I need more fund for expansion. But when we approach bank, they always ask, you give me more collateral, then I give you more money. But I have pledged all my, uh, whatever I have to the bank, I said, no way I can have. Uh, I do not have any more property uh, as collateral. So the investment banker and a group of consultants approached me. He said, why not you try to get your company to be listed in the MassTech? It's the new board that, you know, cater for the small setup, high growth, uh, and new uh, area, like for instance, the medical field and all things, uh, which uh, a lot of people are interested to invest in. So as we agreed and approached uh, 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 all the exercises, we get, get it done, and the approval from Security Commission uh, was given on early year 2006. So when we printed the prospectus, uh, circulate around, uh, the response was so good, it was 100 over time oversubscribed. Then we did the piloting. Uh, the response was so tremendous. We were so encouraged. Then uh, uh, what happened was we were slotted in on the 26th April 2006 for the listing. Just one day before the listing, I received a call from the Security Commission. They said someone had lodged a report against you for falsifying your account. So, I was very afraid. Huh? Then, follow with police report. The police called me. They said there is a criminal huh, element inside. Huh? Maybe they will need me to go to the police station to make reports. Huh? Then, the worst came from Bank Nagara. They said somebody uh, also lodged a report that you are doing money laundering. Oh my God. I said, how can it be possible? I have done all these things uh, according to all the uh, guidelines. Uh, then I noticed that 
back in the year 2001-2002, uh, there was a private investor who was interested in my company. Uh, we agreed and signed a memorandum of understanding that he will acquire 50% of my share. So I can have more fun to expand my business and at the same time, I can cash out. Then he asked me, open a blank, uh, open a bank account and you sign all the blank checks. So I will transfer the money in for the transaction. So I, I obviously uh, was very excited. So I blindly signed all the checks and all things. So there were a lot of transactions in and out. Uh, during this period, I think the amount come to about 15 million. And there was no invoices, there was nothing, uh, no proof that there is any transaction. So we ignore all these things. And when the deal doesn't go through, I just tell the private investor, can we stop the proceed and all things? Since there is, uh, you never transfer any fund, I will close the account refund all the balance in the account to him. So I thought this was settled. But never noticed that the account which I uh, ignorantly uh, put it into my prospectus to declare that there was some sort of transaction, 15 million, you know, that pushes up the sales of the, the, the company. But at the end, it doesn't increase the bottom line. Because 15 millions go in and 15 millions go out. There is zero profit uh, from this account. So, and there is no way I can close this account. So, uh, I was very creative. Uh, doing all this, I asked my accountant, can we do some dummy invoices uh, in and out just to close this case? Uh, without knowing that this was an offense. I thought it's just to cover up uh, for this account. So when the previous investor saw whatever prospectus, because we need to declare, we need to publish all the financial reports on the prospectus, he noticed that he lodged the report to Security Commission and Bank Nakara. My whole world is coming down. Yeah? And I was under tremendous mental, physical uh, stress. I lost 10 kg of my body weight. Uh, and many times I attended uh, to commit suicide. But somehow things happening. I thought I want to go BD and jump into the sea. Halfway through, car stopped. Cannot. <laughs> I don't know what, for what, what happened. Then I said, I want to jump from the building. I went up, the lift got jammed. But finally, then it went up there. I, there was people uh, on the top floor, which I couldn't do anything. I think there must be something God had not finished with me. You know? Uh, and I don't believe in God. You know? Then, uh, before, uh, uh, before the listing, I call off. Uh, one day before the listing, I call off the, 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 the listing exercises. Then on the same day itself, you see headlines on all papers. 
uh, uh, saying that we are the first company in Malaysia, medical devices company to be listed. Uh, and we are the first company in Malaysian history that got approved and one day before the listing, we withdraw and we return all the money and all things to all the investors. But uh, we still incur tens of million dollars of, of debts because of the listing exercises and the owing to banks. Once the news was published, banks, creditors, even my employee uh, start questioning. Some of them are so scared to be prosecuted and what they left the company. And I can see day in, day out, a lot of people are telling me whenever I go, even their car parked right in front of my house at night. I was so afraid. Huh? Mentally, physically exhausted. We don't know where to go. So we seek refuge in Singapore with my wife, you know, to get away with this thing. And also, the police are coming in. We were so scared that they will put me in jail. So we, we ran to Singapore. After a few days, the whole thing clear. Then my CFO told me, oh, uh, there is no police case against you. Only we will serve a notice by security commission uh, to go in for all the investigation to clarify what uh, really happened. Praise God. You know, I'm still alive. Uh, during all this time, the testing time, I, I was still not a believer. So, the very weekend, my wife brought me to, uh, to this church. This is the first church that I have attended. Uh, and after the service, Pastor Vincent said, altar call. Anyone that got any needs come out uh, to be prayed for. So it's the first time in church. Uh, I didn't expect anything. I don't know what to do. I just stand right in front here. When pastor was praying, I was slain. Uh, fell down. I don't know what happened. I felt the warm touch of God. And a very clear and soft voice from God saying that, do not be afraid. Don't fear, for I am with you. I will see you through all this uh, trauma, and I will give you peace. That very moment, I broke down. I cried like a baby. It was so comforting. And that was... Uh, the best night that I have, I was able to sleep throughout the night. Huh? Then, I said a sinner prayer. And before uh, I accepted Christ, I start questioning, where is God? You want me to believe in Jesus? Show me. Huh? Show me what Jesus can do for me. Why should I believe in Jesus? But, Lo and behold, you see, it is the divine appointment uh, by God that I get to know. Uh, 
I say my sinner prayer and I give my life to Jesus as my Lord and Savior of my life. Huh? All glory to our mighty God. So, after the prayer, I attended cells in section 14. Huh? And we are like a close family where they constantly praying. It's through prayers that we have breakthrough. We have revival. Huh? And we have the fresh anointing. God tell me, huh? what can I do? My bank account is frozen. My creditors is not giving me any stocks, any raw material for production. Huh? The fresh anointing telling me, sell down your stock worth millions of dollars. Huh? And with that, we can get the money in and get the thing going. Huh? I think God's huh, invisible hand is there. I really feel the touch of God. That is so real. So when business is able to jumpstart again, you see, all the time I was questioning, where is God? But it was so amazing. Huh? Not only once. When I went into security commission for the investigation, I was so fearful. I was really huh, physically exhausted. But Brother Katie from the church, huh? he said, uh, uh, can I pray with you over the phone huh? before you go in for the investigation? So he just said a prayer. I feel the calmness, the peace in me that I could just go in, you know, and face whatever consequences. But lo and behold, the officers huh, that is conducting the investigation was so nice to me. They have all the evidence. Huh? They just ask me certain questions that I were able to answer. Then they had all the evidence. They said there is no uh, 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 misappropriation of fund. There is no false accounting. The only problem is when you uh, ignorantly uh, done up all these dummy invoices and make uh, to close this bank account. Uh, so there is no criminal charges. No jail term for me. Glory to God. Huh? Huh? But with my ignorance, we will still, huh? they will still find me 500000 for all these misconducts. I say, how am I going to pay, pay for this fine? Huh? Then the worst thing, when we became the Christian, I didn't know that we need to tithe. <laughs> you know, what is tithe? It's 10% of your salary. Huh? Then not only that, and during the time, you remember, we started the building project. Oh, building fund. And we are a mission church. We also have mission uh, givings. I say, I'm, 
I'm so burdened with so much of debts and the 500,000 fine. Uh, I try uh, to find uh, uh, help from my associate, uh, from my siblings, uh, from my family, but to no avail. Uh, no man can ever help me to get out of this situation. But uh, when men fail, God is almighty and he's all possible. Huh? So, miracles after miracles, even huh? throughout all this ordeal, I obediently giving tithes, mission funds, huh? and building pledges. It amounted to more than 25% of my salary. I was asking God, are you testing me? How can I pay? I need the money for my family, for my business, more than I uh, need to pay to the church. But once again, uh, we know uh, our God uh, is not a kiamsiap, a stingy God. You know, when we give, uh, His economy is not one plus one. His economy is uh, multiply more than we ever can ask for. Huh? And through prayers, after a few months, huh, I received a call from a private equity manager. They are interested to buy in 65% of my company, which is so, with so much of debt, which we have never thought how. I think it must be God, uh, divine uh, help that He sent these bankers to speak to us. He not only gave us the needed fund, uh, but He also gave me money. You know, I was so surprised. I said, uh, I even tell my wife, I say, uh, we can give the company to this private equity for free. You know, just to get out of this problem. But, uh, God is good. Uh, we sell by the millions. I was able to get millions of dollars uh, from this deal. And you know, uh, once again, uh, I was thinking with the proceeds, we want to buy a new house. We want to move out from the old house. Uh, then, when we were looking at our present house, uh, which uh, both of us uh, love it so much, uh, we negotiated uh, with a fantastic price. Then, guess what? We were able to sell our old house higher than what price we pay for the new house. Uh, God is so amazing. I don't know how. It's just wonderful. Uh, glory to God. Uh, so, uh, once again, I think uh, it has answered my question. Uh, our God is real. Uh, our God is living. And our God will see us through all seasons. Trust in Him. And we will be unstoppable.
Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Wow. What an amazing story. Now, Irene, your husband attempted suicide, you know, and he was really broken down, ran away to Singapore, and all of this must have affected you very, very much. How, how do you, uh, uh, what, what, what did you go through at that time, you know? Well, it was very difficult. My first reaction was, I was very, very, very angry. I was angry because he put us in this mess. He put the family in this mess. And that week when it happened, it was my birthday week. It was just three days to my birthday. So, how do you feel going through this during your birthday? He has not shared how we felt like a refuge running to Singapore. We have to pull our children out from school while waiting at the airport for the flight. I have never been so scared in my life. When I see people, the security guards or personnel with a, with a uniform, my heart beats. I can just imagine that they are coming with the uh, handcuffed. It was just a very difficult moment for us, Pastor. This, that one year, has taken a toll on the whole entire family. Many times, I question, I say, I did not sign up for this. Many times, as he has attempted to, for suicide, many times I also attempted to leave the family as I was thinking about it. But if it is not for my children, and if it is not for God, who sustains us, I really don't know what my decision would be. During those times, I was reminded of Isaiah 41.10 that He will help me, God will strengthen me, and God will never leave us, and He will uphold us with His righteous right hand. And, and I'm glad today that God was there for us and still with us today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Wow. It must have been very, very difficult, but praise God, God is faithful. There are many more things that we'd like to know about, you know, uh, your story, but uh, we'll leave that for another talk show, okay? <laughs> and uh, the other couple that we have is George and Mona. Now, George has been uh, very, very successful uh, 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 in the business of logistics, you know, and then I, and, uh, he was very open to God, loved the Lord and the, you know, the entire family, and the Lord blessed them. But then again, like in other businesses and other situations, he also faced a uh, difficult situation, and he also lost everything. Josh, can you just tell us your story? Well, the story is uh, when I was a businessman, you know, being young at that time, it's, uh, everything is, we go. 
you know, we, nothing is going to stop me from uh, making my money. You know, nobody is going to stop me. Yeah, I, I, I come to church, I uh, pray, you know, I tithe, I pay mission, I do everything I need to do. But the way of running my business is not right. You know, I can go under the table, I can go over the table, you know, whatever I do. Yeah, but I will just do it just to get the business in any way, on whatever way I can, you know. And uh, everybody seems to be my friend, you know, when, when you're doing business, if, uh, uh, the, the money is there and everybody is your friend. So during that time when uh, the 1997, when the currency problem comes in, uh, we were hit very badly. Because uh, most of my customers are dealing with uh, fresh, perishable uh, kind of business and uh, they are foreigners. They just come in, they do some investment and then after that they will just, anything happened, they take their bags and then they, they ran off back to their country, you know, and, and you can't look for them. You cannot find them. You know, I, I went all the way to Taiwan and, and looked for this guy who owes me a lot of money and he says, oh, I'm, I'm in Taiwan but I'm in Kaohsiung near the sea. You come down and see me and then I will talk to you, but I, I can't go because it's near the sea and they put me in a boat and drop me into the sea and nobody can find me, you know, so how am I going to go? So I told, I told her, it's okay, if you want, you come to Taipei, you know, if not, then it's okay. Uh, so from there and uh, because of the downturn and uh, because of the, the debts, that we, the, the money that we cannot collect, then we begin to uh, have fallen into debts in the company. You know, the banks are asking for money, the airlines are asking for money, and everyone is coming after me for money. And, uh, and because of that, I have to look for an investor. And when we get an investor, uh, somebody who is not in the trade, they do not know how the industry is run. You know, because that we have a lot of uh, payment here and there, and uh, a lot of things that goes under the table. These are the things that we practice in the business. Uh, one business that actually is not very good for us, but of course there are a lot of logistic people who also are above board. Uh, they, 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 they do above board, so they are blessed. But for me, I go under the board, so I'm not blessed. Because the Lord is not happy with the way I run the business. Not because of what it is, but it's the way I run the business. They, he just doesn't like the way I do it. You know, if, if I want the business, I want a contract, uh, one guy asked me, you give me your Mercedes. I said, you take, you sign the letter, give it to me now. So he signed the letter, give it to me, I give him my car key and then he can take the whole car and go. So that's how I do the business and that's how I actually bright my way through to get the business. But in my eyes, hey, nothing is going to stop me. Uh, I'm doing a business uh, with proper legal business. But in the God's eyes is... No, that's not the way I want you to do it. You know, even though that uh, whatever money I make, I, 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 I pay back to God. And God says, I don't want your money. It's not your money that I wanted. So he wanted me, actually. He wanted me. And, uh, <laughs> and because of that, uh, I, my business began to fail. It, it drops. Uh, not the business drops, but people begin to run away. You know, they don't pay and then they just take their bags and they run off. And so we went to the depths and, uh, and, 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 and tried to recover, but we could not recover. But I thank God one thing is that I have a cell. During my bad, bad down times, the cell is there to support me. You know, at that time, uh, I was a host, and then the cell leader, Brian Alfred, was there, and 
He even organized prayer every hour that people praying for me, you know, for until my things are resolved. But somehow, God also sent uh, uh, Brother Vincent Chiu to also help me to resolve with the bank. And, uh, and then the, the church uh, is very supportive. And uh, sometimes, you know, we, we, we really lack nothing. We don't have anything, you know. Uh, God somehow, in His own ways, He provides for us. We don't have, but our dining table is always full with food. We never lack anything, you know, because uh, God sent people, you know, my father-in-law, my brothers, the cell members, the church, everyone give us the full support. You know, sometimes you will see me running outside uh, doing some catering. I thought, what is this Josh doing? Yeah, I'm doing a catering because the church gave me the opportunity. You know, we, we make some money, but we also have food for the family. So, in a way that God provides through this means. And uh, to be, uh, at that time, my children were very young. They, they thought, uh, daddy got a lot of money, but all of a sudden, now what happened? Uh, no money, no car. Uh, we lost the house. We lost all the cars. Uh, all the good ones we sell, we buy all the bad ones, you know, the old cars, and we use it. But I learned to be contented, to thank God for what He gave me, not what I have. You know, and, uh, and uh, uh, you know, you, you'll be very surprised that God provided for me in a lot of very miraculous way because He's a miracle-working God. You know, I can, uh, if I don't have money, I can find money in my letterbox, cash, cash in my letterbox. I say, hey, who put money in my letterbox? You know, I can have money and then if I pump petrol, uh, I pay $50, I'll find $50 on the floor and I can take it back and use. So, <laughs> this is how the Lord provides, you know. Yeah, we, 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 I cannot understand. I say, God, I just pay 50 ringgit down, 550 ringgit on the floor. You know, it's, it's that how you, you know, uh, provide for us and our family. And sometimes my children will go with me to walk in the park and then they will find cash in the park. You know, so <laughs> this is how the Lord just, you know, in His own little way, a pocket of joy, telling me that I'm with you. Uh, don't worry. So in the middle of the night, you know, during this problem, yeah, we, like Brother Jimmy says, we cannot sleep. Truly, we cannot sleep because everything will keep on coming. You cannot have this kind of problem can, sleeping. And, uh, and uh, one day I was doing my devotion at 2 a.m. in the morning. The Lord just came and says, what are you doing here? You go upstairs, the wife waiting for you, go, and go to bed, you know, go and sleep. But I said, I can't sleep. Then he says, you go. So I went up and I just slept till morning. You know, it, it somehow the Lord walked in that way. And, 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 and at another time when I was praying, I was just, just my prayer just couldn't go through. Every time I pray, it bounced back to me like a, like a ball, you know. It, it never go through the wall. And the Lord told me, it's, you, you are concentrating too much on your issue. If you are going to concentrate on this problem, it's going to eat you up and you're going to fail. You're going to have a lot of problems. So you're going to fail. And... Uh, that I thought, what do you mean to do? You give it to me. You don't have to learn to surrender our problem to God. So when I say, okay, Lord, if you want it, you can have it. This is not my problem. I, I don't want it anyway. You can have it. So, <laughs> so when, when after I said that, my prayer just go through. It just, it just went through just like that. And, and I know that the peace of God was there. And, and then the, uh, the, 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 what I call, things begin to happen. You know, and um, so when I lost everything, I lost my house, I lost 
all that I have, except I told the banker I only have one wife and five children. You know, <laughs> you want any more money from me? I don't have. You know, it's, I have nothing else. You know, even my house, you, you, you take me to court, you lose the case, you know. So I give you my house. Brother Vincent arranged for me, give the house to them so they can let me go, and that kind of thing. But somehow, somehow, they, they just close the file. You know, and uh, later part, they reopen. Uh. But uh, then, from there, I began to know that and see that God is really alive in, in, in us. And, and, uh, and we, we just wanted to to just to serve. I know from there on, I, uh, I, I began to see myself growing spiritually. You know, when I'm doing business, I spend very little time with God. You know, every morning I rush to work and I come back late and uh, I no time for my children, no time for the home. I just run around, want to make money, travel, make money. And this is not what God wants me to do. So I, I, I knew it deep in my heart as I go through these issues that God has something else planned for me instead of doing this business and then as I lost everything we moved out of our house stayed in my in-laws place for a while and uh, the Lord blessed me with two customers and with the two customers he took me less than two years even to make enough money to buy my present house you know I thank God that right now the house is fully paid because somehow the money came and through my the money we make Through my EPF, I paid the whole house. I said, wow. So I don't have to worry about the roof over my head anymore, over my children. My children, they have a roof. So until today, we lack nothing. Never once, uh, even though when we go hungry. You know, I just want to share something that during my downtime, we went for mama in the morning. I forgot that I got no money in my pocket. So as we eat already, I want to go and pay money. I took out my wallet. Oh, no money, oh. Not even a single dollar. And I said, how? Ah? I told my children to wash plates. Ah. <laughs> they were very young. I said, you go help uncle wash plates, ah. pay for the food here. But somehow, I said, Lord, what do you mean do? The Lord sent an angel. You know, he sent an angel. And this brother, Brian Fred, just come. Hey, Josh, you are here. I said, yeah, we have our breakfast here. He sit on my table. He eat and he went and pay all the bills on my deal and he went home. You know, I say, wow, God, thank you. You know, it, it is not much, you know, but when you don't have money, you don't have money. Nah. You cannot pay, you cannot pay. You have this few dollars, uh, you cannot miss, cannot pay. So somehow God came and sent somebody and paid the bill for me. I said, wow, thank you, Lord. You know, my children got to wash plates already. <laughs> so... God is good. God is really good. And, and, and the cell, the cell is very, very important. And because of the cell that I was in, I, they actually carry me through. They pray with us, they visit us, and then they just take us through until what we are today. So I thank God for glad tidings. Amen. I thank God for the pastors. Brother Vincent, thank you very much for helping Praise out. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and, Amen. You know, it's so good. It's so Amen. good to be glad tidings. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. And just like in Jimmy's situation, thank God for godly praying wives, you know. And uh, we have Mona here also. She is a very prayerful person. But Mona, how did you feel during that time? Were you ever disappointed with God? And through all this, how do you keep faith, you know? To be very honest, um, I didn't actually like what my husband did. 
in his business. I did caution him, but um, I also always wanted him to spend more time with the family and because he comes back late. So I, actually, I prayed. I told God, Lord, uh, help my husband to stay in the home earlier so that he can spend more time with the children because they are all growing up soon, you know. And I was afraid that the kids will not have a dad role in the house, no leadership. And I didn't want to take that, actually, but um, through, through what he went through, I, I began to, when, when things happened, I wasn't disappointed. I knew God was doing something. Um, I wasn't angry <laughs> because later I saw him taking time with the kids. So that made me very happy. And that kids have father now. <laughs> um, but it was hard because when he came home, uh, from, he tried to make ends meet. So when he came home, he didn't have very good uh, mood. You know, so I was always <laughs> being <laughs> lashed at. <laughs> I, but again, I thank God for God who, who hears my prayers. Uh, I prayed very hard for him. And the Lord has blessed him with uh, the two customers. And that helped us to move on. But again, <laughs> my husband, uh, being himself always very independent, uh, doesn't share very much with me, and I don't ask a lot. So he, he makes a lot of decisions on his own. So when he went into, um, when he wanted to sort of like, um, how do you put it? <laughs> yeah, when he wanted to make more money, <laughs> I was quite afraid again. I was like, oh no, <laughs> you know, he will fall into the same trap, you know. So I cautioned him again, but again, he didn't listen. So that's where the second time he was hit. He was hit. Um, but God is actually very good to, to us all because constantly he has been giving me that sense of security that he is with me. You know, he is always with me and, and he will definitely change my husband <laughs> and he will make him a righteous man. And today I see so many things that has happened has caused him to be that righteous man. And that satisfies my soul, <laughs> you know, completely because this is what I wanted. Amazing, amazing. Come on, let's give them all a big hand. Praise God. Amen. Thank you very much, uh, Jimmy and uh, Irene, Mona, uh, and Josh. You know, it's just amazing. And all these people are serving the Lord faithfully even right now. God bless you. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. <clears throat> Unstoppable people. That's their story. Not that they are spared from the challenges of life. But even none of these things that they face could stop them because of their faith and trust even in the Lord. Praise God for that. Now, quickly, let, let me just share with you even a portion of Scripture. And I hope that that will really bolster your faith in the Lord. 
you know, I'm sure that from these stories, you have been very, very much encouraged already and lifted up that no matter what you face, the Lord will be there for each and every one of us. There are contrasts between the two stories, one that deals with millions of dollars, another that deals with just, you know, right down to the bottom of life and finding $50 on the, on the, on the roadside at the petrol station and other things. And God supplying every single need as well. Praise the Lord. All right, just give me a minute here. All right, unstoppable people. We just about uh, 10 minutes, if you just give me. We are talking about unstoppable. And uh, let me just uh, read to you this text from Romans chapter 8, verse 31 and 32 and 37 to 39. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? And verse 37 says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Paul was unstoppable. He went through flogging, imprisonment, stonings, and he was unstoppable. And he wrote this passage even to a church that was facing persecution. And he made a powerful statement. He says, if God is for us, who can be against us? These are the four most powerful words that can change your life. God is for us. Everybody say, God is for me. Turn to your neighbor and say, God is for you. Everybody say, God is for us. Amen. These are the four words that will change your life. No matter what you are facing, if you know this, God is for us, He will carry you through all the challenges of life. When God is for you, your past cannot condemn you anymore. When God is for you, your present problems will not discourage you anymore. When God is for you, your future does not scare you anymore. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. God is for us. Not God was for us in the past. Not God will be. Not God might be for us. But God is he is the God of the living, not of the dead. He is the God of the present. God is. And we have to know for a fact, for a certainty, that God is for you. Although Paul put the word if in front, if God is for us, but that if, that if is not an uncertainty, as if it is possibly that He may not be for us. That Eve is a rabbinical way of teaching. Stressing the fact that actually it is a certainty. God is definitely for you and He's not against you. When you go through problems and challenges, when you are down at the bottom of life, you may think that God is against you. 
But God is never against us. He is for us. Hallelujah. And that is what makes us unstoppable. When we know for a fact that God is for us, it makes us unstoppable. But from this text that we have, what makes us unstoppable? Number one is the everlasting love of God. Bible says here in verse 32, God did not keep back His own Son, but He gave Him for us. And that's why we know that God is for us, because He gave His one and only Son to prove His love for each and every one of us. In life, there will be forces that will be against us, that will separate us from the love of God. And here Paul listed seven obstacles. What are the things in life that will stop us? Seven obstacles. You read the different versions, you know, it becomes clearer. Hardship or troubles. Financial, family, health. Distress, calamities that happen. Persecution or sufferings. Famine or hunger. Nakedness or homelessness, or penniless, or no money, peril, or danger, sword, or violent death. Seven obstacles that every one of us, in one form or another, at one time or another, will face. That will try to stop you. That will try to take your life and rob you of everything that God has for us. Watch out for this. It will hit you at one time or another. And just because we are Christians doesn't mean that we are spared from this. Just, just because we love the Lord doesn't mean that we are immune to this. But God will be with us and He's for us through these seven obstacles, seven, seven uh, uh, things that will try to stop us. God is for us. Somebody say, Amen. Not only are there seven obstacles, there are nine most powerful forces that can work against us or for us. And Paul listed this also in Romans chapter 8, verse 38 to verse 39. Death, life, angels, principalities or demons, the present, fears for today, the future, worries about tomorrow, height, the powers above, depth, the powers below, or anything else. There will be forces that will be at work to try to stop us from experiencing the blessings and the fullness of God. But none of them can ever separate us from the love of God. Nothing can stop us. God is for us. Somebody shout, Amen. What makes us unstoppable? The enduring provision of God. If God gives us His Son, will He not freely give us all other things? He who has given His best and only Son, He will not withhold anything from us. Again, when you read the different version, verse 32, God will graciously give us all things. He freely gives us all things. He will lavish upon us all He has to give. Another translation says, after giving his son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? He gives us graciously. 
He will provide. Even in the darkest of times, even in the lowest of times, God sustained Jimmy and Irene, George and Mona when they are at the rock bottom. When they look up to Him, we don't know how He provides. It may be a business contract, it may be a deal, it may be an angel, but that's for Him. So hold on to Him. Trust in Him, whatever you are going through. It may be difficult, painful, but He will provide and give us graciously. Number three, what makes us unstoppable is the unlimited power of God. Everybody say, we are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. Amen. You see, we are more than conquerors. We are talking about the power, the unlimited power of God. That's what makes us unstoppable. Paul, after talking about the seven obstacles and the nine uh, 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 forces that is at work in this world, he, uh, he asks a question, what can separate us? He says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. We are, not we may, not we did, not we will, we are, we are. And we would be contented if, we, if Paul says we are conquerors. But he did not say we are conquerors. He said we are more than conquerors. Wow! Exceedingly more than a conqueror in Christ. That's who you are. You want to be unstoppable? unstoppable? You must know who we are in Christ Jesus. The Bible already declares we are more than conquerors. More than overcomers. When you know that you are an overcomer, a conqueror in Christ, God will give you the wisdom, God will make the way, God will show you as you trust in Him. You will survive, not only survive, but you will thrive because that's who we are. That's what God, that's how God has made every believer. In fact, the message Bible Puts it this way. Christians, you know, talking about the Christians in verse 32, we cannot lose. We cannot lose. Christians can never lose because we are more than conquerors. The devil and any forces in the world will try to pull us down, but we can never lose. Even the bad things that seem to happen to us, God can even turn it around and Make all things work together for good to those who love Him and to those who are called according to His purpose. Romans 8.28 He empowers us for life. Phyllis Wanton says, If you have Jesus Christ, then you are no longer a slave to the forces of this sinful world and you are untouchable and you are unstoppable. Hallelujah! We are more than conquerors. Somebody shout Amen! Come on, give the Lord a big hand. And lastly, there is the unstoppable alliance, the we factor. Paul did not say, I am more than conqueror, but he uses the plural we. We. 
We are more than conqueror. When you're alone, you are weak. But when we are together, we are more than conquerors. Today, Christianity has become more of a me Christianity instead. What's in it for me? What do I get out of it? How can I be entertained? How can I be blessed? And because of this me factor, Christians are running from one church to another. What can satisfy me? What can uh, satisfy my needs? If they cannot find it in one church, they run to another church. But Paul is talking about we, the community of faith. Go to the end of the book in Romans chapter 15 and 16. Who are the we? He gives you the list of names there. The community of faith. We are faced with a choice to do life alone or to do it in strategic alliance, in connection with one another. The early church, the Bible says, were together, Acts chapter 2, verse 44. They were united, they were in agreement, they were generous. They believed that Bible study is important, so they studied the Bible together. They believed that prayer is vital, so they prayed together. They believed that relationships were incredibly important, so they did life together. And because they were united, there was an incredible dynamic that was present. They were so united that no matter what you did to them, you throw them in prison, you threaten them, you kill them, they, they couldn't be stopped. It was an unstoppable church. Unity, togetherness, they were unstoppable. And that's why we need a cell. We are talking about the cell here. George and Mona, through the tough periods, the cell were together. They were together in the cell. He helped them in the faith. And they were generous to one another. Jimmy and Irene, at one time, in the new house that he mentioned about, which he bought at a cheaper price than the house that he sold. It was a three-level house, three-story. They got three cell groups in the house at one time. No, running concurrently. The young adult cell, the children's cell, and the adult cell. They loved the cell so much. But it was a cell. We are more than conquerors. It's the we. Christianity is never a lone ranger thing. We are all in it together. And when we are together, the blessings of God flow. Hallelujah. We are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Every cell can rise up and say, we are more than conquerors. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ here at Glad Tidings can rise up and say, we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so, brother and sister, the enemy is no match for us. God is for us. Christ is with us. And the Holy Spirit lives in each one of us. So if God is for us, who can be against us? We are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. Because of that, we are unstoppable. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Shall we just pray even right now and just look to the Lord? Hallelujah.